Let's go to Philippians, chapter number one. How many here are going to be water baptized at the end of this service? Would you please raise your hand? Hey, awesome. Now, here's some instruction for you. When I get through preaching and the musicians come back up on stage, that's when it's your time to go get ready to be water baptized. Got it? Got it? Okay. Um, also, before the baptism today, we're going to have all of the students, teachers, faculty, all of that that's going to go back to school. How's it going back? How many of you are going back to school and excited about it? Why? How many of the parents are excited about it? There we go. There we go. And I believe this time around, we're even going to go get the uh, smaller kids. Is that right? And you're going to bring them into the service. Okay. All right. Philippians, let's go there. Philippians chapter number 1, 19, verses 19, 20, and 21. As we continue right on, as we've been continuing right on, on Wednesday nights as well. Are you there? Philippians 1, verse 19. How many's got it? For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. We want to look today at spiritual rhythm. It needs to be a spiritual rhythm in every person's life. Father, we ask and pray for your blessings upon this word today that will be spoken and Lord, also upon the word that will be preached, that God, it will not fall upon hard ground or deaf ears, but Lord, it will fall upon good ground and ears that are ready to hear and receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Spiritual rhythm. Through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit. I see a rhythm in that. According to my earnest expectation, and my hope, not ashamed, but with boldness. Jesus is magnified in my body, whether I live or die. There's rhythm in that. To live is Christ, to die is gain. There is rhythm there. And my belief is a person will either live on purpose or you'll live by accident and if you live by accident, you're living your life like Mr. Magoo. And about 50% of this crowd don't know who Mr. Magoo is, <laughs> but I'm not going to take time to go there. You make plans to live on purpose. You got to make plans to do that. You make plans. You don't go through life willy-nilly. You make plans to live on purpose. And in this note, and I was thinking this last week, there are good reasons why some churches stay small. Because the, the idea that a person would plan for a service 
is totally foreign to them. Because any type of planning for a service, oh, well, that would just be unspiritual to do that. I've got a Greek word for that, hogwash. God is a planning God. The word prepare in the Bible is mentioned 200 times. God's big in that. God prepared for each one of us to be born again. God made preparations for that. That's what the cross is all about. God didn't say, oh, no, we don't know what to do. Before the foundations of the world, Christ Jesus had already been sacrificed in the mind of God. Why? Because God knew that we would all sin and that we would all need a redeemer. The word purpose is mentioned 62 times in the Bible. The word provide, as God provided something for us, knowing that we would need it, is mentioned 34 times, and the word supply is mentioned nine times. So don't give me this, that I just, I just trip through life, and, and, you know, here's what some people's idea is. It's Doris Day. Gay, sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. If you're living your life in accordance to Doris Day's song, you're foolish. You're foolish. We are to make plans and let God lead us, and in that, making the plans and follow the purpose that God has prescribed for us. God likes rhythm. I got three helpers that's going to help me today, and I hope they're all here. If they are, I need you all to come right up forward right now. Here they come. I don't know of any better way to show forth rhythm than jumping a rope. Jay? Get back. I'm going to do this. <laughs> Are you ready? One, two, three, go. Faster, faster, faster. All right, very good, that's good. Thank you, girls, appreciate it. I can't leave it alone, I gotta, huh? I haven't practiced or nothing, huh? Wait a minute. Let's see what I can do here. Huh? Yeah. I need to do that every day. I'm wore out. God likes rhythm. Psalms chapter 1. Listen to it as we, as we go through this again. God likes rhythm. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. There's rhythm there. God's saying don't take counsel from someone with a worldly mindset. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I had a guy tell me right up here at this little uh, country bumpkin store that told me that... Uh, 
that, uh, well, I'll tell you what I'd do if I was pastor there at Orchardville. I said, where do you go to church at? I don't go to church anywhere. I said, I would be a fool to take your advice. <laughs> Beware where you get your counsel from. Men, if you hang around griping, complaining people, it won't be long you be griping, complaining people. Ladies, if you hang around griping, complaining, gossiping, and I should say men can gossip as well, gossiping women, it won't be long you'll be doing the same thing. Beware, beware, beware who your friends are. 1 Corinthians 15, the great resurrection chapter. And right, it's all about the resurrection. All about the resurrection. And right in the middle of that, God said, don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. God felt that that was super important to put right in the middle of the great resurrection chapter of the Bible. Let's illustrate this. Curtis, come and help me. And you stay right down there. I need, uh, let's see, who else can I pick on? Mm. Logan, you're looking away because you're thinking, oh, no, he's going <laughs> to. I want you to come up here and help me. Uh, Frank Taylor, come up here and help me. You stand right up here. All right, here's what we're going to try to do. Um, I want Curtis, I want you to try to, uh, let's try to pull Logan no, we'll do it the other way around. Logan, I want you to try to pull Curtis up the stairs. See that? See how difficult that is? There. Now, start again, Logan. You're back up here. Frank, now you and Curtis both, uh, what we're going to try to do now is I want Frank up here and both of you guys are going to Get a hold of Curtis and try to pull him up the stairs. Get him up here. Get him up here. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. It's easier to pull someone down than it is to pull someone up. That's why one of the reasons why church and inviting somebody to church is so vitally important. Because in a church setting, you've got more than just yourself trying to pull someone up. Right. You see that? If it's one-to-one, -one, I'm telling you, it's going to be so much easier for you to be pulled back down than it is ever to pull someone up. But when you got help, then it makes it easier. Oh, no, preacher, I'm strong enough. I'll go right back out there in the bar where God called me from, and I'll win somebody to Jesus. Chances are you may get pulled back down. Fred Mooney does this whole thing about grooming these dogs, and I've seen him do it. When he's done, them, them poodle dogs, they've got their nails all done, and they're clipped, and they just look just right. And uh, Do you spray perfume on them, Fred? 
So yeah, see there, perfume on them. And, and the owner comes and gets the dog and gives Fred the money. And you know, right. Here's the thing. If that poodle dog would get away from its owner and would go on and be with some Heinz 57 dog for the week, when they came back to Fred's shop, do you think that the poodle dog is still going to look immaculate and his friend, newfound friend, is going to look like that his nails has been done? No, no. What's going to happen? That Heinz 57 dog is going to rub off on that poodle dog and the poodle dog is going to look more like the Heinz 57 than the other way around. And if you followed all that, tell me what I said after the service because I'd kind of like to know. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Don't be critical. Don't be a gossip. Don't be a hater. My son-in-law says some people, and this is a great quote, some people just drink the hater aid. <laughs> Psalms 1, verses 2 and 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And I, again, I see rhythm there. And in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. I see rhythm in that. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. Repeat that with me. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. Again, whatsoever he does shall prosper. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. That is a promise from God. Amen. I ain't planning. I ain't making plans to fail. I'm making plans to succeed with the help of a holy God residing in my life through his son and through the Holy Spirit. God enjoys rhythm. We'll give you another one. This is the most Bible I've given you in quite some time. <clears throat> Are you, uh, no, I ain't going to ask that. All right, here we go. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Rhythm in that. Rhythm in that. And I grant you, church, it's going to be real difficult for God to bless America like he wants to bless America when you have got rampant, rampant pornography, rampant drug abuse, ramp you go into any major city and it is nothing but, I mean, sin in the front of your eyes. And I'm telling you, God, it's going to be hard for God to bless us like he wants to bless us. I'm going to say all this again. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. It's up to us as a church to get cleaned up first before the world will ever get cleaned up. Bible talks about judgment beginning where? In the house of God. And from there, when we get to where God can use us and, and really work with us, then we will splash out over on somebody else. Guys, you ever been in the birthing room? 
That's smart. It really is. Because I was there twice. Traumatic. As a matter of fact, that Dr. Cycle told me to sign a piece of paper. And I said, what am I signing here? And he just smiled. And I said, this means if I am overcome by what I see and fall on the floor and hit my head and bleeding, you have the legal right to step right over me. And he says, yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> Something that I noticed about the birthing room is it was spotless. It was clean, as clean could be. And this would be the, this is, it is a, it is a true pattern of the church. God will birth people into the kingdom of God when his church gets clean and when his church is doing what God has prescribed and planned and purpose for the church to do and to be. Malachi chapter three, verse 10. Oh, preacher. Did you have to go there? Did you have to go there? Bring all the tithe into the storehouse. I see, I see spiritual rhythm in this. But there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Spiritual rhythm in that. I've been tithing since I was 16 years of age. There's no question in my mind what I'm going to do every Sunday. It's not, oh, here's how some people tithe. It's just like, yeah, here. what have I got here? I give all, every time I'm around my nieces and nephews, my money just flies away. You missed my birthday. Yeah, mine too. What about my birthday? So all I'm left with is a bunch of ones and a 10. Uh, here. Instead of freely giving it, it's just like, oh, I don't know. Why does this look so big in church and so small at Walmart? You tell me that. You tell me that. Come on. You know, I've been tithing since I was 16 years of age. It is rhythm. It's rhythm in my life. I know to tithe. When I was making $100 a week, I tithe. I, that's what I tithe. I tithe that $10 bill and so on and so forth. Well, preacher, I just don't understand it. You don't want to understand it. Don't kid a kidder here. You don't want to understand it. It's easy to understand person that don't pay tithe is a Christian person and should. You're driving around in a stolen car, a stolen truck, and a portion of your house is stolen. One man said, well, you know, I used to tithe, but then I got a real good job. And, and pastor, I just don't know if I can tithe all this money that now I'm now making. And, you know, I'd really like to tithe. And, and the pastor said, well, let's just cure all this. I'm going to pray for you. Yeah, yeah, please pray for me. And he said, just, just right here, let me put my hand right here on your head while I pray for you. Oh, God, give him back that other job he had where he could pay tithe. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <clears throat> I 
People that stack up their money and stack up their money and stack upon stack 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 and stack upon stack. Jesus said, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be that you have saved up? I had a shining in moment when I read that last week or two weeks ago. Then who shall those things be of that money that you've stacked and 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 and I can't give to God because no, I've got to stack and I've got to stack. Then who shall those things be that you have saved up? I tell you how it's going to happen. You're going to die and your wife is going to marry some other guy and he going to spend your money. That's why Jesus said, you fool. Don't do it that way. Go to Psalms 37. We're all over the place today. Psalms 37. One of my favorite verses in all the Bible is in this chapter. <laughs> And we're not going to read that today, but I will quote it. <laughs> Psalms 37, 37. I've always threatened to tell, I've told Kay that I'm going to get a, uh, I'm going to make a t-shirt to where she can wear this and she can wear it proudly because in the King James Version, Psalm 37, 37 says, Mark the perfect man. That's what it says. You can look it up yourself. I'm not lying to you. That's what it says. And for me, no getting more better laughing that. I just got to wonder about all of you right now. <laughs> Look in Psalms 37, verse 4. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. There's rhythm. Commit thy way into the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. There is rhythm. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself. Fret not thyself. Delight. Commit, trust, rest, don't fret. It's like a recipe, God's saying. Put this in your life. Ladies, if you make an angel food cake and it don't rise like it's supposed to rise, you're going to say, what's wrong with this cake? That'd be the wise thing to ask. And yet... Many people don't have the same attitude when it comes to their own spiritual life. They don't say, what's wrong with my spiritual life this week? You would say that about a cake that didn't rise and think, what can I do different in this recipe to make this cake work? Won't mention it or think about it in your own life. Now, come on. Come on. Spiritual rhythm. Physical health is a sense of rhythm in the body. Sickness breaks that rhythm. Spiritual health is a sense of rhythm. Sin breaks that rhythm. David sinned against God with Bathsheba. They say for one year, for one year, he ran from God and was disobedient. Sin broke the spiritual rhythm in David's life. I've never been 
a fast starter. Well, I, I was never built for speed. I'll just say that. I was built more for endurance. But I have been persistent down through the years. People come to this church, wow, look at this church. You really got it made, preacher. The implication is it's always been like this. No, 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 no. Has not. 24 years later, again, I'm not a fast starter. We was here for year after year after year after year and barely got up out of the basement. And I thought I was George Jefferson on the east side when we got moved upstairs and had a bathroom in church. That was an awesome deal. When we first got here and it was cold and you had to go out to that, well, it was a two-holer, I think. <laughs> was it or not? I don't remember. Maybe just a one-holer. And Candace said, I mean, we had short services because, I mean, it took 30 minutes to drive out here and then you had the service and then it took 30 minutes to drive home. I mean, it wasn't no long, long drawn-out services because nobody wanted to go out there to that stinky place out there. <laughs> Candace, a little bitty girl, and she's, Mama, I got to go pee. And Kay takes her out there and pulls her tights down. And she goes, no, I don't have to go pee now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, no, I ain't never been no fast starter, but there has been a certain amount of endurance that had to come in, into play. And people can like me, dislike me, or whatever, but it'd be real hard-pressed to say the guy ain't got any endurance in his life. I don't know a tougher place in Wayne County to have a church than right here. Every Sunday morning, I meet one black vehicle after another going to the Mennonite church, and I'm thinking, every one of them represents a house somewhere that somebody could be living in that I could actually reach and try to get them to go to Orchardville Church. So it ain't just like that we're out here in the middle of nowhere where people, the ones that do live here, they ain't going here because they're going to the Mennonite place. Or they go to the orchard or they go to the uh, Amish tent that happens wherever they get together from time to time. And uh, I noticed where they happened, it just so happened that where they got together on uh, uh, fireworks was right over here was where they all got together. <laughs> Ezekiel gives four characteristics of a believer. They are a lion, an eagle, a man, and an ox. An ox, all it does is it plods and it plows. You feed it, it all it does is plod and plow. You give it more grain, it plods and it plows. It don't bellyache, it don't gripe. It don't fight, you feed it, and it plods, and it plows. God is not looking for flash and dash. And I've said this over and over and over again. I am not the ten talented man. I am not the five talented man. I am not the three talented man. I'm not the two talented man. I'm the one talented guy. When I get up to preach every Sunday morning, the thought never crosses my mind. Now, do I sing today or do I preach? 
Never crosses my mind. And I'll say this about being very, having very slim talents, what it, what it will do, it will keep you focused. I will say that. How do you tell who is a Christian? Not by what they say, but by their fruit. And I mentioned Wednesday night, fruit is not produced in an hour. It's not produced in a day. Fruit takes time for it to be produced. And only persistence will produce fruit. Who's the winner in the Olympic Games? The one that starts? No. The one that finishes? Yes. Hussein Bolt. Boom. He's done. He starts. Oh, yeah. But he finishes. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice and joy is stronger than being happy. Because the very word comes from the word happened. What happened to me has made me happy or not. Joy is something so much deeper. Frank Taylor would not let anyone steal his joy. If someone came to his house and said, I'm taking your joy, Frank would fight for his joy. We should do the same thing. Don't let, and listen, it's so ridiculous over the things that the devil can come in and steal a person's joy. Don't, you should never let that happen. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Oh, I've had a great day. Yay! Bad day. Boo-hoo. I got a lot of money. Yay! I ain't got no money. Boo-hoo. People are bragging on me. Yay! People can't stand my guts. Oh, boo-hoo. Paul and Silas, we mentioned this in the very first sermon on this Philippian series. Paul and Silas was in the jailhouse, and it looked like, from all outward appearance, they had no reason to praise God, and yet they praised God anyway. Normie, help me out here. You can be Silas. Oh, yeah, I'll make them noises, too. <laughs> down right here. Silas could have said that day thousands of years ago as it's nearing midnight and they haven't been fed and there's rats running around their feet and Paul says, let's sing. Let's sing a song to God. And Silas is like, I don't want to sing. Why should we sing? Why are we going to sing? And Paul could have, without anything else to go on, Paul might have said this, let's sing because we're saved. You ready to sing, Norm? See, I got criticized the first time I did this with Scotty because afterwards people said, Paul and Silas didn't sing. And Scotty, when he's leaving the building, he said, thanks for not singing. <laughs> so now you're the new Silas. Let's, let's sing. Uh, Silas, let's sing Amazing Grace. Are you ready, Silas? I'm ready. Let's do it. Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> thanks, thanks. Then all the, all the whole building began to rumble and begin to shake. And that was the original jailhouse rock right there. Yeah, that's a, quite a joke there. <sighs> Don't walk in ungodly counsel. Don't stand with sinners. Don't run with the wrong crowd. 
Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Delight in his book. Amen. Fret not. F-R-E-T. Fear. Resentment. Envy. Tension. And then commit thy way unto him. Oh, let's take this. No, I better not use that. We'll take this right here. God, I'm, I'm committing my way unto you, and I want you, God, just to, to, to take it. Take it from me, God, whatever it is, whatever it is. You know you shouldn't have it. You know it's dragging you down. Take it from me. And God goes, take it from me, and it's just like you're, just, you know, you're, 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 you're hanging on to it. You know a good way to pray that prayer? It's not with palms up. It's with palms down. God, take it from me. Take it from me. It's not that I'm going to be hanging on for dear life. Just, just take it from me. Yeah. Whatever you're struggling with, take it from me. Here it is. It ain't, I'm giving it. Maybe I'm giving it. Maybe I'm not giving it. I'm, I'm a quarter of the way. I don't know. No. Take it from me. Take it from me. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Some of you don't look like it. You're singing it, but you're not looking like it. That's good. Here's how most people, even Christian people, deep down they sing that song. You are really, 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 really on my last nerve. Where? On my last nerve. Where? On my last nerve. You are really, 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 really on my last nerve. On my last nerve to stay. No spiritual rhythm there. None at all. None at all. And be nothing more than a boomerang that'll hit you in the head eventually. Spiritual rhythm. Bow your heads, please. Lord, I am thankful for another time to be able to share your word with your people. God, I am truly grateful, truly grateful, and make no apologies about it, truly grateful for Orchardville Church, for all the people that call this place their church home, that call Fairfield Branch their church home, that call Centralia Branch their church home, we're truly thankful, dear God, for what you're doing. But Lord, I know as much as we do corporately, I know at the end of the day, we are no stronger than each and every family and each and every person. And I'm praying, God, that this realization of having a certain amount of rhythm within our life to where we are praying every day where we are reading the Bible every day, to where there will be a time in the year to when we set aside a few days to fast, as your word tells us. When we fast, when we pray, when we give, when we read your word, God, let that rhythm be in our life. Help us, Lord, not to fret, be filled with fear, resentment, 
envy, tension. Help us, God, to hang on to you and know that that rhythm is what we need each and every day to live that faithful, joyful Christian life. In Jesus' name, amen. Where would I be? You only know. I'm glad you see through eyes of love. Hopeless case. Not for grace. Where would I be? You only know. I'm glad you see through eyes of love. Hopeless place, an empty place, if not for grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I once was in love, but now I'm found. Hopeless case, yeah. empty play, if not. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace of me the
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.